The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you for listening with us today. We're very glad that you're joining us, and we are excited about our program today, as always. I've got a great guest for you, and um, I know that you're going to learn a lot and be inspired. And I want to thank you also for participating with us here. Thank you for posting on Facebook and Sending us emails, we're glad to get them and uh, glad to know that what we're doing here is making a difference to you and in your recovery. And also, thank you for letting your friends and recovery community and the people in your unity community and other uh, spiritual circles know about Spirit of Recovery. We're glad that you're spreading the word and it's exciting um, to know about the folks that are listening. We want you to realize that you can either listen live with us on Unity FM um, as we are broadcasting. You can listen on your smartphone also as well as your computer. And you can also listen at any time you want to to our archived programs by going to www.unity.fm backslash program backslash spirit of recovery. So you can listen in lots of ways. And I am loving broadcasting on the topic of spirituality and recovery. It's just a great joy to be doing that. Every week we've got topics that are important to the recovery community. We've got guests who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable, who are innovative, people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with recovering people or who have a lot to contribute to the healing and recovery process. And so uh, there are always people that are uh, doing what they are talking about. And so they're bringing you lots of practical information and practical inspiration. So uh, we're knowing that that's getting you thinking and enhancing what's happening for you and your spiritual growth. We want you to know also that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. We know that recovery is a, a large concept. And so if you're a person that's in recovery yourself from any kind of an addiction or if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member or you're the family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction whether or not they're in recovery or you're just curious interested in this topic of recovery you're very welcome here we're glad you're listening and we welcome your participation 
Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person that has, in my circle of love and friendship, many people with the disease of addiction. And years ago, those relationships got me involved in my own active path of personal growth and a 12-step recovery and spiritual development. And so my walk is an integration of the unity path, the 12-step recovery path, and um, those spiritual principles keep me growing and keep my life transforming and deepening. So again, I'm glad you're listening with us today. Glad that what we're doing here is making a difference for you and your spirituality and your spiritual growth. Today, my guest is Christine Stevens, and our topic is music medicine for recovery. Christine is um, a social worker. She's a music therapist. Um, she's uh, got lots and lots of experience in understanding music from the inside out and in using music as a healing modality for people. Christine is internationally acclaimed as a speaker and an author and a music therapist, and she uh, has worked with Fortune 500 companies as well as with people who are survivors of natural disasters and in war areas. So Christine is very practiced in using medicine, uh, music medicine to inspire people to fulfill their potential and also to heal from trauma and move forward. She's just got a book out called Music Medicine, The Science and Spirit of Healing Yourself with Sound, and that's published by Sounds True. Christine is also the founder of Upbeat Drum Circles, and her website is www.ubdrumcircles.com. So if you'd like to read more about her, you can do that. Today we're going to be talking about how music is a wonderful modality for recovery, that music is naturally healing, that it's something that we all have in us, and it's something that's way more profound, way deeper than just performance or just listening to music, that music actually is a part of our very life force. So, Christine, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you, Anna. I just want to say hello with my drum, of course. All right. Thank you. That's a real heart opener. I could feel that in my heart. Yeah, isn't it? And I, I believe that's what music does. Gets us into our heart and out of our head. Well, tell us that since you've, you've uh, opened it, said hello with your drum. What is it about the drum that's, uh, that does that, that puts us in our heart? How does that work? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this program with you. I'm so impressed with the numbers of pieces that you have on your archive, on your website, and, you know, just your dedication to soul and spirit as key components of recovery. And I love your definition of recovery. You know, sometimes we think it's just uh, an addiction to drugs or alcohol, but, you know, there's a lot of things. Trauma is so significant right now. I wrote a lot about this in the book Music Medicine, how prolific rape, trauma, natural disasters, all the changes that are happening in the world right now are creating such an extraordinary amount of stress. We have to more than ever now find healthy ways to cope and create preventive lifestyle routines, and I think music medicine is key to that. The drum is such a big part, and it's the first part of music medicine to me because it's the easiest access for people. 
we all have a heartbeat. So I like to remind people, you know, if you're alive, you're a drummer. Your heart is beating, and you walk to a beat. You talk, you're always ticking, talking polyrhythms. You know, we're breathing in a rhythm. We sleep and we wake in a circadian rhythm. So life is really a dance, and rhythm puts us in connection to that dance of life. I had the opportunity to participate in um, an evening of drumming with you at, at a recent workshop in Santa Fe, and it was wonderful. It was just so much fun to be in that circle um, with the rhythm and being with other people. What happens when you get people together in a circle like that? Well, I remember that experience in Santa Fe, and I wonder how many people you think were there. In, that, in your drumming circle? Yeah. That night? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd say at least at least 60, maybe more. Right, 60 people who were total strangers, you know, mo- for the most part, came together and made music together and even created a healing environment. Um, so I believe that this is such a fast and engaging way that's accessible to all people. And the great thing is sometimes there's no words for what we feel. We just want to have the emotional experience. We want to have the release, the cathartic feeling that the drum provides. And it's not just the rhythm because we ended up singing that night and people ended up getting up and dancing. And there's a real connection between the drum and the body. And I really feel that rhythm is healing for our bodies. So when we walk into recovery today, more than ever, we have a holistic perspective of body, mind, spirit, heart, and soul. And the rhythm particularly helps us with our bodies. And it builds yeah, community well, like nothing I've ever seen. You know, and I've worked for many years in inpatient psych units and in recovery centers. And what I continually found was the most resistant people, nothing could reach them. They would sit with their arms crossed, but their feet were tapping to the beat. There's something magnetic that pulls us in. You can't resist the groove. And I know we're going to listen to a piece of music in this program today. And you just, you know, if you're just listening, you'll notice it unconsciously because this is not a thinking process. Your feet are tapping. And my hope is just to continue to introduce more and more therapists, counselors, friends and colleagues, not just people in recovery, but everybody in this whole perspective of recovery, whatever level we're at, to be weaving music into our work. So when you used uh, music, as you said, on um, psychiatric units or in recovery units and, and uh, people would end up tapping along, what happened to them afterwards? Were there some ways that uh, it changed what was happening for them? Did it enhance their recovery or their ability to move forward in their healing? Yes, and I think there's three things that happened for that individual. The first thing that enhances their recovery is the experience the self-expression, that release of creative expression. Now, you noticed when I led the circle that night, I don't teach anyone how to drum. The whole point of music medicine is it's a very big paradigm change. We're not practicing music. Music is becoming our practice. And it's not about teaching people. It's about giving them permission to find their own voice. So the first step is the cathartic sense of, wow, I just got something off my chest. I just got to express myself. And nobody told me I was right or wrong. You know, I'm in a creative and supportive environment. And that's very important for, for all of us in, in those stages of healing. The second thing is a sense of support and community. 
I mean, we know statistically what AA does for people in recovery. There's something that we need in each other, that we co-create this collective space that's essential. And the third thing is people get the physical activity of engaging in drumming. And actually, believe it or not, three minutes of banging on a drum is equal to three minutes on an exercise bicycle in terms of the metabolic units burned. So a lot of times we need to start to move our bodies and move our energy and get, a, get some exercise. And I guess I would also say the last thing that really comes up strongly in recovery work is that sense of having fun without being high. There's a natural high that happens. I wrote about this in Music Medicine, a great study by Goldstein, looked at what creates a natural high. How do we know that it's a natural high? We get goosebumps. We get thrills. We, our, our skin temperature changes. That happens from music. And so it is a natural supplement. And when people who have often engaged in music only when they were under substances or they were maybe in a trauma, now begin to use it as a healing modality, it's a whole different access that's why I wanted to really call this music medicine. It's not just music for entertainment. This is essential music. And the beautiful thing is we all have it in us. You write about uh, the concept of movement deficit disorder. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, you know, we, we have become more and more lethargic. The statistics are pretty shocking. In 2007, 30% of girls and 17% of boys polled in grades 9 through 12 reported they had not even done 60 minutes of moderate exercise in the previous week, not once. So we're becoming more, you know, Internet-driven, and our, our rhythm of typing on a keypad has replaced drumming and dancing. Um, there's a counter-movement of that, and, and not to mention that sort of sense of isolation when you're looking at a computer versus being with people, you know, live people. So movement deficit disorder can be healed. We, we can start to be more involved in rhythm for our bodies. And that's the really important point here is you don't, you don't want to become um, part of what this culture is teaching in a way. So we want to get out there and dance. There's a real difference between going to the gym, nothing wrong with that, I love that, I just came from the gym before this interview actually, and dancing or drumming, because now we're talking about creativity and self-expression and community. So the language of music is available for all of us, not just to heal wounds of recovery or trauma, but to be part of maintaining and preventing and creating even greater health in our lives. So it really raises our energy and gets us in tune with more of our natural self, it sounds like. Yes, it does, and there's real science behind this. I mean, a great study looked at blood samples before and after an hour of group drumming, and they found that when individuals drummed with, with a very supportive therapeutic approach to the drum circle, which you experience in my program, it's called Health Rhythms. Um, it's created by Remo Drum Company. And using that approach, believe it or not, their cellular biology changed. So their bodies completely got a, an immune system boost. It is like a supplement, vitamin D, vitamin drum. And that study was done by Dr. Barry Bittman and published in a peer-reviewed medical journal. Well, let's experience some of that. We're, you've yeah. got a bit of music called the Lively Latin. Would you set it up for us and then we'll hear it? Sure. 
Well, everything I created up at Drum Circles is play-along music. So this is mixed for you to tap along, dance along, play along. It's not about just sitting and listening. It makes a real difference for you to participate. So this is a track that encourages you to dance to the beat of your own drum. All right, here we go. We're going to dance to it. Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. 
using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery@unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today, and if you're just joining us, our topic is Music Medicine for Recovery, and my guest is Christine Stevens. Christine is a a wonderful uh, drummer, and uh, a deep drummer, I'm going to call her, that she uh, is internationally acclaimed as a speaker, an author, and a music therapist. She holds master's degrees um, in social work and in music therapy. She spent a lot of time um, in her career working with people that are recovering from addiction, from mental illness, also in working with Fortune 500 companies, inspiring people to reach their potential, and uh, especially uh, touching to me is the work that she's done with people that experience trauma, people in uh, war zones, people that have experienced natural disasters, and in helping them find that music medicine that lives within all of us and so that they can live deeper and more fruitful lives. And so Christine is talking with us today about music medicine and the importance of it for our full living and how natural it is to all of us. Before we get uh, back to my conversation with Christine, I invite you to take a moment with me to relax in the serenity minute. Feel that breath that is the very essence of your being. Let yourself relax and share with me this constructive idea. In the stillness of my heart, I feel my healing music. I find my natural rhythm. In the stillness of my heart, I feel my healing music. I find my natural rhythm.
thank you, friends, for joining me here in this Serenity Minute. And so now we're back uh, talking with Christine, my guest here today. Christine is also the founder of Upbeat Drum Circles, and you can visit her website at www.ubdrumcircles.com. And Christine has also just published a book that's published by Sounds True. It's a great book called Music Medicine, The Science and Spirit of Healing Yourself with Sound. And uh, you'll find uh, some really touching stories and some great information in there about music as our natural healing resource. So, Christine, I know that as you work with people, that one of the things that's important to you is to help them find their souls and help them integrate uh, their soul and spirit. So how do you do that? Well, I think what's important is this idea of healing. And we see this word a lot. And the definition that I love about healing is bringing back into our lives what's missing. So that's the whole idea of being whole and wholeness. And a lot of times an addiction or a trauma leaves us wounded in the levels of soul and spirit. I was really struck in my work in Iraq that we were rebuilding Iraq. You know, I saw all these structures. You know, I went to Iraq to work with the people, not the military, but with the Kurds and Arab people in northern Iraq. And I saw all this construction. And we hear all about the reconstruction. But I had to ask, how do we reconstruct the soul? How do we reconstruct the spirit? When I asked that question, you know, through the translators in Iraq, the people that I met said, it's the music. The music is what touches the soul. The music is what touches our spirit and connects us to spirit with a capital S, higher power. And in Iraq, you've got this Muslim devotional culture where every morning I was awoken to the singing of prayers in the call to prayer. You know, and that happens five times a day. And so music is such a part of devotion and connection to spirit. And I think that soul and spirit are really two different aspects of what need to heal. For me, and what I came to understand in music medicine is that harmony reaches our soul, but it's the inner music that allows our spirit to be creative. And I know you and I were talking about this story I shared about a young boy, a very young boy I met in Iraq. Can I talk about that? Oh, please do. Yeah, tell us that story. Well, it was an amazing example of musical spirit and that nothing, no, no bomb, no war could stop people's musical spirit in, in the Kurds. The Kurds who survived genocide of Saddam Hussein. And I was working in Halabja where 5,000 Kurds were bombed with the chemical warfare in one day. Mm-hmm. And I was in a rehabilitation center for children in Sulaymaniya, run by Kurdistan Save the Children. And there, I was waiting in the waiting area, and I pulled out my drums, and a young boy, probably like eight years old, was, who had no legs from a landmine injury, picked up a drum and played amazingly. And it was like, I don't know if you've seen this YouTube clip that's gone viral about the old man in a nursing home, and then they put music on, and he starts you know, smiling, and he's animated, and he's singing along. Like... This little boy had a complete transformation. He, he went from slouched over in his wheelchair and looking depressed to sitting up and showing me rhythms on his drum. You know, we couldn't speak to each other, but through the drum, we had a soulful conversation, the soul-to-soul bridge through music. 
And at the end of the program, I acknowledged him. We all applauded him. His family was, like, shocked. They never knew he could play like this. And at the end, he, I, want, I had to collect the drums, and when I took his drum away, I felt really bad. You know, I wish I could have left it for him, but I promised him I'd come back and bring more drums to the whole center, which we did. And in the meantime, I took the drum, and as I was walking away, I heard the rhythms tapping out. He had picked up a pencil and was tapping the side of his wheelchair. It was like he was saying, the music's not in the drum, it's in me. Mm-hmm. And I was so moved by that realization, that healing power of music. And how many people have that song inside them? All they need to be handed is a drum. They just need to be given that voice. You know, what uh, strikes me about that is part of it is, is the how easy it was for you to cross cultures with him because and because you found that universal spiritual humanity that connection with him yeah and i'll tell you when you experience that anytime you experience that we kind of experience it in concerts you know when you go to a music venue or an event i was just at the unity church in albuquerque new mexico and we had a drum circle there 103 people came and you know people came from different age groups different cultures And yet we all made music together. And I think that is what reminds our soul that we're colorless, we're ageless, we're not defined by those labels. And when you start to realize and feel that camaraderie, it really is a component of healing at the soul level. That is why people cry. You know, there's a tears that happens. And I wrote about this. It's called reunion grief. We're being reunited with spirit. We're being reunited with our musical creativity, that family was reunited with that beauty of that child, not his disorder, not his injury, but his creativity. And that becomes a healing experience. Mm -hmm. My question after my experience in Iraq was, how much money did we spend to rebuild Iraq? You know, and how much money did we spend in the war? And what what it took to create music healing honestly, was a $10,000 grant. (laughs) It's so affordable, you know, so why aren't we doing it more? And I think if it plays in Iraq, it can work here, where we have gang violence, we have this terrible shooting that just happened in Colorado. We are really living in precarious situations. And if we can create more music activities, in fact, the Dalai Lama When asked in the movie, The Ten Questions for the Dalai Lama, he was asked, how can we create peace on the planet? You know what the Dalai Lama says? More music festivals. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good plan. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How we can get lost up in our thinking and get disconnected so much from our bodies and our hearts that we forget how it may not be easy, but it's pretty simple about connecting with each other and connecting with ourselves. You know, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's it's Mm -hmm. simple, and you're exactly right. The key to music medicine is not what it does for us. It's what it undoes. It does turn off the thinking mind. It does allow us to be in our heart space. It does allow us to not be alone, to feel alone. And it does get us into our hearts, and that's a really important place to come from. There's less violence, there's less, <laughs> there's less problems, and more healing happens. And what I love is it's no prescription required. 
You know, you know what you need. We all have an inner DJ. We all have an inner homeopathic sense of what music we love. So there's a lot of tools in the book on how to put that into practice, creating healing play, playlists for yourself, finding your power song, um, and finding ways to make this part of your life. So it's not just loving music, but it becomes living music. So what are some of those things? What, what would it be to create a, you talked about a, a playlist and a power song, and how would you do that, and what are some of the other ideas? Well, this one is a really great technique. The idea of a power song first came to me when I read Angelus Arian's book, The Fourfold Way, which I highly recommend. And she talked about power animals. This is a common idea from indigenous cultures and shamanic traditions. And I studied for 12 years with a Lakota shaman and learned a lot about that tradition. But we also have power songs. So you just have to think about, not really think about, I like to not say think about, feel about what music has moved you. What music inspires you to keep going? Recovery is hard. It's an ongoing, you know, evolving We're evolving constantly. We need to keep feeding ourselves and supporting ourselves. So what music keeps you going? You know, some people are like, love, we are the champions, or I will survive, or, you know, these kind of songs. But, or I did it my way is another one I hear a lot. Um, But finding a power song and actually playing it, listening to it, fully listening to it, you know, not multitasking. We have a lot of unconscious listening in our culture. So conscious listening is when you choose the music, you set, a lot, set aside time, or maybe it's on your commute to the meetings or on your drive to work in the morning, and you sing along with that. You, you internalize it. You let that song move into your heart. Melody is the medicine for the heart. It is alchemy. It changes us. We can literally take a sad song and make it better, like Hey Jude says. So we can take that song and own it. Let it empower you. Let it resonate in your heart. And the other thing you can do is write your own power song. I mean, I've done this a lot in my life when I face real challenging times, and I've done this a lot with groups. Even writing lyrics to the blues is a great practice. And in Iraq, they had a tradition, mahwal it's called, where they would improvisationally sing about their pain. Wow, was that beautiful to watch. I mean, really such an amazing thing. So everybody would sit in a circle and clap, you know, keep a beat going, and one person would just just sing their heart out. There's a reason we say, sing your heart out. <laughs> so I think that's another practice. The book is full of, you know, more than 40 practices for each of the aspects of rhythm, melody, harmony, and silence in the book. So there's a lot more there, but that's just a couple ones that people can put into their practice right away. You know, whatever song you've loved, own it as your power song. That's great. What about uh, getting your own drum? I, I, I've got a drum collection, actually, and I don't have any of them here with me uh, where I'm living right now. But what, is it, what about if you uh, have your own drum? Is it a good thing or not to drum by yourself? Or what can you do? Or with any other instrument? Yeah, the drum is great because it's such an accessible, um, immediate instrument. The other thing I'm seeing is these ukulele circles are really prolific right now. There's more than a 1,000 ukulele clubs worldwide already. Um, The other thing is choirs, community choirs, spiritual choirs, singing groups. It's good to note 
um, whether they're alcohol-free events, particularly with drum circles, because some drum circles are not health-oriented. So I'm really careful to make sure I'm directing people to health rhythms um, at Remo, which the website is remo.com slash health. And you can put your zip code in and find a facilitator. When it comes to finding your drum, the most important thing is you can either have a body drum, a frame drum, a lightweight buffalo drum. I recommend Remo drums because they're made with no animal hides, and they're made in America. So they're vegetarian, <laughs> green, eco-friendly drums. And you can find them on the web at remo.com. And the great thing about drumming is there's, there's always an opportunity to find a drum circle by Googling drum circles in your community or go to a music store. More and more churches are now putting drums, like the healing drum kit I created in 2005 is often available in bookstores. Um, in fact, we first sold it in Whole Foods. It was the first drum ever sold in a grocery store. <laughs> so when you pick up the peas and carrots and vegetables, you also pick up your drum. So those are the kind of drums that I recommend. That's great. Well, we're going to hear some more of your music. You have a heart sutra, and we're going to hear some of that as we go into our break. So here's heart sutra. Would you tell us a little bit about that, Christine? Yes, this is actually the performance by Chloe Goodchild, a great sound healer friend of mine. I selected this, and there, this is part of the more than 50 free music samples you can listen to at soundstrue.com slash musicmedicine. And this is a sutra that says, gone, gone, gone beyond. You know, it's about letting go of the thoughts and falling into the heart. All right, here we go. Gate, 
Svaha. Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon Central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery@unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. If you're just joining us, our topic is Music Medicine for Recovery, and my guest is Christine Stevens. Christine is an internationally acclaimed speaker and author and music therapist. She's a drummer, um, 
for extraordinaire, a drummer of the soul, deep drumming, and she inspires people all over the world with her uh, message that music is lives within us and is a healing modality. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies and with trauma survivors, and she just does a wonderful work out there in the world connecting uh, people with their own music, with what's in themselves, and inviting them into wholeness. Christine has a new book that's just been published called Music Medicine, The Science and Spirit of Healing Yourself with Sound, and it's published by Sounds True. You can visit Christine's website at www.ubdrumcircles.com and learn more about her and the work that she does. So, Christine, you know, one of the problems really in addiction is that it not only disconnects people from themselves, but obviously it creates major rifts in relationships and whether that's if you're a person that has the substance addiction yourself or whether you're a family member or whatever, it's all kind of the same deal and, and it tears us apart. And music uh, can bring people together with other people, with people that they love. How does that work? Uh, well, really in the aspect of relationship, we're talking about harmony in the musical language. And harmony is defined as the relationships between notes. So whereas melody is that individual voice, expression, harmony is how we learn to blend with each other. And I remind people that life wants to harmonize. You know, when you look at nature, you realize, like, harmony is the law. And in music, it's the law. Dissonant chords want to resolve, you know. And just remembering that when you're in conflict with someone, the most important thing is to have a little silence and take a moment and listen. And what I discovered is there's four agreements in harmony when a musical ensemble plays music together. And these are very true for building relationships. First of all, we have to be in tune. You know, the the conductor comes out, the violin plays, and everybody tunes up first. So as a metaphor, notice that when you're in discord, which is a musical way of saying disharmony, you know, in conflict, that often both people are out of tune. So tuning up first, joining together, blending, and co-creating. The most significant experience of this for me in Iraq was two young men whose fathers were on opposite sides of the conflict, Kurdish and Arabic, sat together in a room and made music together and formed a duet of, of healing. And the two of them walked out of the room with complete shock. And the one through a translator in Kurdish said to me, I never thought I could have a friend who was an Arab. Um, So I think that, believe it or not, it's it's not the end-all, be-all to just harmonize with each other in music. I believe that after we do that, then we need to talk. You know, so those two exchanged emails and their communication continues. It's just that the reason I was invited to Iraq was because projects were, were failing without relationship building. And they realized that music, in the arts, we really build relationships in a positive, harmonious way. Nobody wants to make bad music together. There's a natural law of good. And after that, we put down the instruments and we would ask the group a question and they would have a discussion. And I'm always struck by the conflicts in the United Nations meetings and all these things I watch on the news. Like if they would just start with music for an hour before these things and everybody's going through translators, who knows what the heck they're saying and misunderstandings happen, don't they? So there's a lot of repairing that has to happen in the road of recovery. There's a lot of truth and integrity that has to happen. People want to confront their perpetrators. People have to apologize and make amends. 
Um, and music can become a very important tool before the conversation, after the conversation. We can drum together. We have a video on our website, ubdrumcircles.com, on our YouTube channel, showing how two people can practice becoming a bridge, Making, using the music bridge, allowing your souls to have a conversation through music. Another uh, technique that you talk about in terms of relationship, or at least people supporting each other, is uh, empowering, is having a circle and a person might come into the center of that circle if they choose, and other people singing their name. What a, a beautiful experience. Yeah, what happens exactly. when, that, when you do that? Well, I was always struck by this thing I heard, that in our country when somebody is in recovery, we send them off to treatment. And in Africa, the village would gather around them. The whole village would gather around them and sing their name. And I always thought that's so interesting, how we tend to isolate people. But in tribal cultures where music medicine is such a part of the history and lineage and the practice, people would actually sing. And I call it a herd of harmony, you know. So you actually gather around someone, and one person begins just chanting their name. And people naturally, once again, the law is harmony. People naturally fall into harmony. And the experience of receiving music medicine, not, not just singing it, but actually sitting and receiving, is what I find is really needed for recovery. We tend to be over-giving, over-generous. We exhaust ourselves. We give our energy away. Take a moment and receive. Allow others to support you. That can bring a lot of tears to everyone's eyes. And it's such a simple thing, just singing someone's name but it says so much more than the words. It says, we're here for you. It surrounds them in beauty. Their whole body, mind, and spirit connects to the harmony that is their natural way. Mm-hmm. I know that you are going to be attending some events and presenting at some events that are, that are coming up. Would, we can't really uh, promote things on here, but I think people would be interested in knowing about it because they're interesting events in terms of what you're doing with with your music medicine. So what's coming up and why are you participating in these particular things? Well, the first thing is that next week from August 2nd to the 5th, I'll be in Kings Canyon in the giant Sequoia Forest leading a program called Rhythm, Nature, and the Soul. We actually drum inside the trees, and they're the largest living thing on the planet. So that's a nice way to connect and harmonize to nature. And I'll be at the Wake Up Festival. It's put on by Sounds True, the publisher of Music Medicine. It's in Estes Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, August 22nd through the 26th. And there's going to be great speakers there. Michael Bernard Beckwith, who's been a guest a lot on Unity Radio, Matthew Fox, Coleman Bark, Shinjin Young, um, Adi Ashanti, Ganga Ji, just great spiritual teachers. And every night there's a DJ dance party. So that's a really a unique kind of way of calling it the Wake Up Festival. You can camp, you know, check it out at wakeupfestival.com. Great. Thanks for telling us about that. Um, if you could uh, give the world some uh, ideas about uh, how we could connect more deeply with ourselves. I know we've talked today a lot about um, in our culture as we're getting more and more uh in relationship, really, with our technology, you know, that's all right. That's good. And there's some things that we need to think about and remember as we as that technology influence increases. What would you share with us humans about how to stay in balance and how to keep 
being healthy and expanding that health? Well, to sum it up, follow what you love. I mean, what I find is like 99.9% of people love music um, and don't always see it as something that's healing. So I think follow what you love and make time for your pursuits. You know, 85% of people when interviewed say they wish they had learned an instrument to play music. Even President Obama in an interview (laughs) said one of his biggest regrets was not having learned an instrument. And someone from the music industry immediately mailed him a ukulele. So, you know, I think make time for your music. Make time to let it soothe your heart and soul and body and mind and spirit. Make time for your musical soul and let it be part of your life. Yeah, that's, re- that's wonderful advice. That's a really good, uh, good, important thing to do. What would you say the balance between making your own music and listening to produced music is? Well, I love what you said. In the stillness of my heart, I feel my healing music. I find my natural rhythm. That was just such a beautiful affirmation, you know? So the, the important balance is that conscious listening and free creativity, liberating our creative voice through music. All children, I wrote about this in Music Medicine, all children have a songwriting instinct. Kids, newborn infants, recognize the songs of music that their mothers listen to on TV shows. So our ears are smart beyond our knowledge. So allow yourself that balance. Instead of just being a consumer, be a creator of your music. Now, some people have really um, gotten put down. Uh, they, you know, I'm sure you've heard these stories in school or whatever, the, the chorus teacher that told them just to move their mouths and not sing. Or What would you say to people that got put down and, and decided, I'm never opening my mouth again or I'm never going to try to play an instrument? How can they get past that? Well, unfortunately, that is all too common. I mean, shockingly common. The statistic from the Gallup poll showed that only 8% of Americans over the age of 18 played a musical instrument in the last year. So first of all, I'd say you're in good company. Like most people feel um, creatively constipated. Yeah, I like to call it instrumentophobia. You know? So what I like to tell them is, look, it is without a doubt scientifically who you are. You are wired for music. George Leonard says, we don't make music. Music makes us. So that it is never too late. It is never too late. And it's not always the right thing to go to a music lesson. Sometimes the best path is to get an instrument that's simpler, like a drum, ukulele, or just your voice, and start making your own music. Sing along to tracks that you love. You know, let it gradually build in you. It's just like organic gardening. You know, you have mm-hmm. to water the seed. You have to give it sunlight. There's a seed of musical creativity in all of us. And sometimes people find it most when they need the most healing, when they face a big life challenge, then they turn to music. We don't have to wait. This can be part of our life's practice. I find that when you start the day singing, when you start the day with a music practice or listening to your power song, consciously listening, or letting yourself have what I call sonic savasana, resting to your favorite music at night. These things take five, ten minutes. They're simple, quick practices. And they really shift our biology. They shift our mind very quickly. 
Christine, I'm sorry to say that our time is up, but I want to thank you very much for being with us today. You have shared lots of wisdom and your wonderful music, and I want to say such a big thank you for what you're doing in the world because it's, it's making a real difference. So thank you for being our guest today on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you so much, Anna, for what you're doing with soul and spirit and bringing all you're, this to people. You're welcome. God bless. God Goodbye, bless. listeners. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Rev. Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.